Hey everyone, my name is Andrew Warner. I'm the founder of BitClout Jam. It's a podcast where I get to have jam sessions, conversations with people who are on the BitClout uh, platform and people who are building for it. And the reason that I'm doing it is I've been so captivated by this I don't know what exactly to call it. They're calling it a decentralized social network, but I don't really care about the decentralized social part of it. What really captivates me is the idea that everybody on the platform has a coin and that if you buy my coin, I could get a percentage of your purchase. And that if you buy my coin, I could give you all these rewards and benefits for being one of my coin holders. And the more you help me make my life, my business, my work more valuable, the more other people want to hold my coin so that they get this extra value for themselves, which then drives up the value of your coin holdings, which allows you to say, I, I helped Andrew and I benefited from it. I believed in Andrew and I, I got his services, but I also got a payoff. And it just completely changes the relationship between creators and the people who, who follow them and benefit from their work. Well, Salil Sethi has created this tool for BitClout that allows us to analyze coins. It's called Prosper Clout. It's the creator intelligence tool for BitClout. I invited him on here because I want to understand what Prosper Clout allows us to do, how it allows us to understand other people's coin value, our own coin value. I want to understand how investors who buy a coin just think about the coin holding. And then I want to see what we could do with all this data. And then finally, since Alil is creating on this platform, he's investing his time, his energy uh, into this platform. He knows it. I want to do a little bit of visioning. Where could this go? And Salil, you largely, I think, are creating for investors on the platform. I don't so much care about the investors. I'm more curious about what does this mean for creators, for a new way of having a relationship with someone who consumes you, not turning them into consumers, but turning them into investors. Thanks for being here, Salil. Yeah, very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. People aren't seeing this, but if they go to prosperclout.com and they type in my BitClout username, which is Andrew Warner. Yeah. What are some of the things that they should look at? One of the things that is very exciting about BitCloud is the data, all transactions that happen on BitCloud are open. Anyone can actually look at those transactions. People cannot change them without your permission from your account, but you can read those transactions. So Prosper Cloud goes ahead and takes transactions for an account. So in your case, we'd look at the Andrew Warner account and right off the bat, you would see a few things, right? Things like, what's your coin price? You talked about coin price. How much does it cost to buy one Andrew Warner coin? How long have you been on the platform, right? And we can get into these details, but all these different metrics or these different uh, you know, numbers actually do signify things. For example, uh, a newer account you know, tends to have a lower price, but then there's a higher risk because you haven't seen that person operate on the platform for a while there is not enough data. You don't know how did the money move in, how much did they invest in their coin, and you know how active would they be? So truly, if you've been on the platform for 30, 40, 50 days, your account has much more data. So account age is one. I know a lot of people just start by saying, I will invest in an account that's more than 15 days old, 30 days old, right? So 
you know, that's one example. And so you see, you see my coin price and, and truthfully, you can see my coin price just by going to bitcloud.com and looking at my account. But that's in addition right. to my coin price today, underneath there's a coin price chart, which shows how yeah. my coin has performed over the last few months. And actually that's I like right. that this is pointing up a uh, nice, <laughs> a nice progression on here. You said that you yeah. could see how many days I've been on the platform. How many days have yeah. I been on the platform? 96 days. So you are, you're an old account, right? You started in March, literally 10 days after this was open for public, you had an account on mm. BitCloud. So that's pretty awesome. If you're looking at this, I think the one thing that is very fascinating to see is if you look at your coin price and you just scroll up, you would see your meaningful engagement chart below that, which is a combination of three things, how much you've been posting, how many people you reply to or how many posts you reply to and how much do you recloud, which is just a term in BitCloud for retweets. Okay. When you started engaging is when your price started moving. And I've seen this several times across many, many accounts. Oh, I see what you're saying. Exactly. Two different charts. Yeah. And, two different and charts. right away, I see when I started a post, the price went up. When I posted a little bit more, the price went up. It's not a direct correlation for me. It is not. But yeah. there is some connection to how active and present I am on the platform because yeah. the more present I am, the more people are aware of me and hopefully they like me enough and my work enough to start investing. And I have noticed that once I was on there, there'd be people who'd, me who'd message me and say, Andrew, I didn't know you were on here. Exactly. And they would, they would then go and buy the coin. Okay, so that's helpful. You know, the other thing that I noticed that's helpful is right at the very top, you show who my top holder is. It's Andy Arts, the first guest that I had on this podcast, and also the early investor of, in BitClout through Social yeah. Capital, his firm. What else do we see here that we should look at? Yeah, so, and, and I know you mentioned this is mostly for investors. And when I was creating this, that's almost the lens I had. And I've been pleasantly surprised. More creators have actually adopted this. One of the things that I see right now is because a lot of information that's here is not present on bitcloud.com, yes. people actually post a URL on their profile saying, this is my transparency report. You can actually see how frequently do I post. I don't sell my own coins, uh, how much money I have put into my own account, how active I have been. So there are different metrics that people you know, actually highlight so creators who are proud of all the work they're doing, this is a way for them to showcase their progress. This is a way for them to actually showcase all the effort and the amazing things they're doing on BitCloud. Okay, that makes sense. And then for investors, what are you seeing that they're doing? There's one metric here that I would love to call out. It's the herfindahl hirschman Index. It's a mouthful. It's short mm -hmm. form HHI. And what HHI suggests is if someone sells a coin, what's the likelihood that the price of the coin will decrease? When buying some creator's coin, everyone is focused on researching a creator, right? I see that as a necessary condition, researching a creator, but not a sufficient condition. Andy Arts, for example, he owns a bunch of your coins. I think what, for about five coins. I come, I buy your coin you do everything that you promised me, right? You're, you're doing podcasts, you're creating content, you're doing everything amazingly well, and I love what you're doing. If for some reason, Arts decides to sell your coins, your coin price takes a dip. Uh, yeah. For no fault of yours. So one of the things that investors, when they're here, they look at is, you know, what's your cap table concentration risk? 
does arts hold 90% of your coins does he hold 5% of your coins does, is there any one person who's holding you know a big bag of your coins it seems like the hhi that index the higher yeah. the number is the higher the concentration absolutely right so that number goes between 0 and 1 you ideally want that number less than 0.15 um anything over 0.25 it shows there's a very high concentration risk there are few okay. people holding a lot of coins okay. the lower the number the better it is got it and in my case i'm just under that what's this reinvested percentage reinvest percentage is your coin holder who bought your coin and without selling they bought again so it's almost a vote of confidence they mm. were holding your coins and they like what you're doing for you it's 10% one in 10 people love what you're doing and they come back and buy your coin again. I wonder what do I do with this now? Now that I see all this, yeah. Who cares? So let's break it down. A lot of people wear two hats on BitCloud. So yeah. let's break it down from a creator point of view. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a creator here, I see my HHI. Let's just talk about that number. I see my number is let's say 0.15. Lot of creators, you know, focus on getting one, two, three large investments. It's easier, right? A large investment comes in, it bumps up your coin price. Okay. And you get a good founder reward and you're off to the races. And that's that's a worthy cause. However, it's equally helpful to actually attract and spend time with trying to attract smaller coin holders because that lowers your whole cap table risk. Okay. If you only have three people holding your coin, you have a higher risk. If you have hundred people, thousand people holding your coin, your risk is distributed, right? Okay. So that's one way to see as a creator how does this look, right? Should I be focusing my energy on getting larger coin holders or large investments, or should I be distributing my risk, you know, a little bit? So that's one from a creator point of view. Okay. Before you go, you're about to go into the investor point of view. Before yeah. you go into that, you know what I would love to see CRM. Of, yes. of BitClout. Like I would like to see information on all my coin holders. And then truthfully, I'd like to see something similar for people who are like me so that I can see who the big holders are in their coin and I can start engaging with them. I like to see that you show me who my whales are, meaning the people who mm. are who are heavily invested in BitClout, right? Mm -hmm. Who are also investing in me because these are the people who are yeah. putting up big bucks in the platform, they understand the platform presumably, they're engaged in the platform and put their money uh, on the line. I like that I could see who they are here. I want to know more of that. But that seems like it's outside of the realm of what you're going for. That seems like it's an opportunity for a different app to be created by someone else. Potentially. You're absolutely right, right? So, and I played with this. I've heard the term XRM for this, right? So CRM is customer or, you know, right. uh, client relation. So here it could be both. An XRM could be someone who's following you, someone who's bought your coin, someone's coins that you own, right? So there could be, you know, different constituents that you're working mm -hmm. on. And funny you talk about this. Balaji Srinivasan he posted something exactly same on uh, BitCloud saying guys someone needs to create a CRM and i will invest $900 on who does that and uh, Dharmesh the CTO of HubSpot right one of the largest CRMs yep. that's out there he followed up saying yeah this is a huge opportunity we need to figure out right all the data is open literally so that's the beauty of you know working with yeah. BitCloud right now the entire database is open and so So I could imagine something like this happening where I could see who other creators most valuable coin holders are yeah. then reach out to them by email or on other platforms nurture a relationship and hopefully they start to buy the coin Exactly right and I'll give you a very specific example here um 
a different page, not not here. Uh, you can actually see, or you used to see before the exchange listing happened, people will actually deposit Bitcoins um, and you know, new BitClouds were created. Mm-hmm. Uh, we showed who brought in the most money on a single day. I mean, so, who deposited the most cash or Bitcoin cash. into cash, into the BitCloud network on a single day? Uh, yes. I've seen services that will show how much came in. I haven't seen a service that shows who they are. Where do I see that? Uh, let's go to BitCloud World Intelligence right up on top. Okay. On the URL. Uh, this is pre-exchange listing. So I'm going to jump to April 15th. And I think if I remember right, it was Dharmesh. Yeah, so Dharmesh on that day deposited 1.5 Bitcoins. Dharmesh Shah, uh, the founder of HubSpot. Uh huh. Yes, that's right. So, uh, and you should be able to see this all the way until I would say mid-June because this is pre-exchange listing. So, Okay, and the exchange listing is where in the past we used to buy BitCloud's currency directly from BitCloud. Now we get to yeah. go to an exchange and buy it through that. And can you still get something like this after it was trading on the exchange? Probably. I think not. there are two ways to get BitCloud, right? One, you can bring in the money directly through Bitcoin. Second, I think it's the different exchange or blockchain.com is the exchange. I haven't played with that. I'm guessing it's possible to okay. see, you know, who's trading there, but I haven't played with that. That's off the chain. I'm trying to just focus on the chain data here. You seem to also show when the busiest time is. That's right. And since there's no algorithm sorting all the the messages, the equivalent of tweets, we want to we want to post at the time when most people are there to see it. When do you think people are most likely to see it? It's not breaking it down by the day, but this is just me looking at the data. I think Tuesday, Wednesdays happen to be the busiest. Sundays are the least busy days. Mm-hmm. And I think the good times are evenings around between five and eight or five and nine Eastern. Wow. I would have thought that people are more active during the day. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I haven't run, I haven't run like analytics across the days, right? Okay. This is, you know, me spot checking. So I would, you know, take that with a bit of uh, a grain of salt. So now let's shift to the second question I asked you earlier, which is what can somebody do with Prosper Cloud? So let's go back into your account. And as an investor, you want to know a few things, right? How long has this person been on platform? You want to know how active they are. So if I look at your mm-hmm. account right up on top, it says last you were active was three days ago. Yep. And when I say active, which is you may be online, but have you liked something? Have you posted something? So just being online, even a private message will show up will as, count that. as active. Okay. You don't, you that's obviously right. can't read my private messages, but no, right. But you know that I sent it out. That's actually a great point, right? So we say everything on the chain is available. Private messages are the only piece of information that cannot be seen uh, by people, right? Only you and the one person you sent to can, you know, unlock that private message. That's an encrypted communication between two parties. If you're Looking into an account, you want to see if you want to buy a coin for for someone. There are a few things you want to check. You want to check how active that person is. So far, activity, I think, is one of the better predictors of creating long-term value on the platform. And this will change. I'm not saying this is going to stay forever. In the nascent days, last three months, accounts that are more active, that are consistently active, tend to have higher coin prices. So you want to see how active they are. Uh, You want to see their HHI again, right? You want to know how many uh, people have their coins uh, there. 
you also want to understand how many of their own coins they hold. And there are a few implications of that. If someone is holding their own, a lot of their own coins, unless you know them, you have a risk of a rug pull, right? Which is that the account themselves selling their own coins, right? So there are different things you're trying to figure out. Uh, also, you're trying to see reinvestment numbers. ASG, the founder of Bits today, he has a pretty high reinvestment number, 25%. Meaning 25% of people who own his coin have bought it before. Exactly. That's perfect. Yeah. 25% of people who own his coin have actually reinvested. They've bought his coin before. That's one Mm -hmm. in four. So he's doing something right that people keep on coming back, buying, buying his coins. You also want to see how much has the person put in versus how much has the person taken out. So the metric here under creator wallet insights, uh, in your case, it says you have put $104 in, in two different trades. Last time you put about $38 on May 14th into your own account. Okay. That's sound. Actually, you know what? It sounds right, but it's wrong. I put in a, th- this thing is so frustrating me. I put in a thousand dollars of Bitcoin. You know about yes. this? How do you know about this? I put a thousand dollars in and, and it never made it into my account. Okay, so no, that I don't know. So, and okay. I don't know why that didn't hit your account, but there are two ways that you could, you could interpret this, right? You may put money into your wallet, but you may have never bought your own coins. Oh, right, right. I, I did buy my own coin only, I thought it was once, it might've been twice, you're right. Exactly. That was it. And I should have probably bought more in the beginning. I was told before that the thing to do is when you come in, to buy a bunch of your coins because that's yeah. as long as you don't screw up and pull a rug or anything on people, it's going to be the, the lowest that it'll ever be when you start. How much would you recommend that somebody buy right when they start? It's a very tough question. Uh, if you look at Prospect Cloud, I've bought $1 of my coin. It's actually really funny uh, because here is the thing. Uh, BitCloud protocol has changed over the last two months. Earlier, founder reward was actually paid out in your own coin. Starting May 6th or May 5th, founder reward started getting paid off in BitCloud, which is better for creators. Because now if I have BitCloud, I can cash out, I can use that money to do whatever I want to. It's literally like cash. Mm-hmm. If it's my own coin, for me to actually make use of that coin or you know use that coin to spend on anything, I need to convert it into BitCloud by selling my coin. And on the platform, even in the early days, that has had a little bit of a negative connotation, selling yeah. your own coin. Right, because you're in some sense reducing the value of your coin and reducing the value of every single coin holder yeah. who's sitting on the on, on the cap table. Uh, so, I think there are many different views. Uh, people have the, the view has evolved, frankly, uh, on this as well. There are chats and talks about NFTs coming where the distribution will be paid out based on your holdings. So there is a reason to hold a lot of your own coins. But apart from that, it might actually be challenging right because the time you want to make any money you sell your own coin that somewhat you know makes your cap table or coin holders unhappy you're saying if you buy your own coin early on yes you're going to get the best deal on your coin but you're not going to be able to sell it unless you make other people unhappy because when you sell your own coin Number one, the price automatically goes down because price goes up and down based on sales. And number two, you're going to look like you don't believe in your coin anymore. So what's the point of holding something that's valuable that you can never sell? I I get I get it too. What do you think about just investing in BitClout and holding on to the BitClout coin? What's that coin called? Is it just called BitClout? It's 
clout. Just clout. clout. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what, what do you think about owning clout? So here is, it's a great question, right? So right now, there are about 10.6 million clouts in circulation. 90% of those clouts are sitting in wallets. They are not invested in creators. So most people are actually just keeping the money in clout. They are not investing in creators at the moment. What they're investing in is in the value of the whole community and the idea that more people want to come in and buy into it. Got it. And, and you know what, frankly, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense because we still don't know. What does it mean? If I own David Beckham's coin, that's right. what does it mean? Is it like owning David Beckham's baseball card or you know soccer card? Or will David Beckham eventually come on the platform and then create rewards and incentives yeah. for people to hold on to his coin? which case owning the coin is going to be more valid. We just don't know where it's going. We just have a feeling that something big is happening yeah. here. So can yeah. Prosper Clout tell me, for example, Dharmesh Shah, what he is, uh, what percentage of his holdings are in creator coins versus in clout? We don't have that right now. We would know how much he's invested in his own coin, but I'm not looking at his wallet right now to say what's in his own wallet, right? Like how big is his wallet? So same thing okay. for you, right? You moved a thousand bucks, of Bitcoin in here, but I show as hundred bucks because you bought hundred or so dollars worth of your own coin. Because you don't ever see any of the money that I put into <laughs> the BitClout network. You just show when I bought creator coins, but you could see that. You're just saying 100%. you could eventually add it on. Okay. I, I get now where this is going. I want to know where you think Prosper Cloud as a business is going or what the possibilities are, what the possibilities are for this whole platform. Um, but let me suggest one thing for you, one entrepreneur to another. Mm -hmm. I think one mistake that you're making is you're not locking me into anything. There's no connection between me and Prosper Cloud. So I use yeah. the service. I think this is great data. It's wonderful how creators are and developers are making this data available. Then I go about my day and I forget mm -hmm. that it's there. And I just know that someone somewhere has this type of data. And maybe I go and I discover one of your competitors instead. You have nothing sticking me to it. You're not asking me for my email address. You're not asking me to hold a little bit of your creator coin. Nothing, nothing. That's a great point, right? And I've had, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. So here's the challenge with BitCloud, right? It's literally turning the whole business model on its head. Uh, and the way I'm looking at this is there are three stages I see in Prosper Cloud's journey. Stage one is research. You come in, you tell us a username or a public key and we show you all this information. Uh, stage two is discover and you touched upon it a little bit. Show me people who are similar uh, to this person, right? Maybe same coin price, lower founder reward, same interests, you know, whatever, right? And then the third phase, uh, and again, exploring, it's really early, but the third phase is essentially where I see us starting to monetize. Uh, which is around offering financial services to users, okay? And I see the first two phases as almost, you know, building a goodwill with customers and users. And I'm bringing a little bit of my own experience. Before this, uh, not right before this, but a few years ago, I used to work at McKinsey. And a lot of, you know, and, and fu funny thing is I used to focus on payments and money movement uh, area within McKinsey. So we did consult, we consulted for lots of social media companies who were trying to figure out how money moves and can they play in that space. The one thing that I took away from my experience there was the reason a lot of these social media companies haven't truly been able to disrupt that space meaningfully 
is how they are viewed. People don't trust social media company with money. So for me, it's about building a brand, which is friendly, which is, uh, you know, people like that brand and trust that brand. So right now, that's where my focus and my goal is. I'm not trying to, you know, put paywalls, not trying to put, you know, just make it hard for people to get information. But it's a, it's a good feedback. And I would love to hear your thoughts, you know, on ways that I can make it sticky, but not make it, you know, hard or add friction for people to use Prosper Cloud. Uh, I, I get it. So you know what? That kind of takes me to Facebook. I think Facebook mm. has tried to create their own currency for at least a decade. And I'm talking about before they got involved in crypto, yeah. right? They used to have this, I forget what it was, but their Facebook currency, right? And you're saying the reason that those things don't take off is people don't trust social networks like Facebook. And they're there because they have to be because their friends are there, but there's no have to when it comes to money. And so they're not going to throw their money in. So one of the things that we realized, you know, when working on these projects or studies, as they were called, is Facebook doesn't have lack of resources. They have the money in the bank. They have the best people working at Facebook. They can spend an inordinate amount of money marketing and creating, you know, you know, great marketing material. It's the whole, you know, what you see Facebook for, right? It's a trust factor. And this is maybe dated, uh, but there was a study McKinsey did, which is how much do you trust different brands with your financial services? I think Facebook was number 25. Like, you know, banks were the top ones, uh, Regions mm-hmm. Bank or Bank of America or Chase Bank, right? People like banks. They just trust them with their money. So I, again, I might be taking this too far with Prosper Cloud, frankly, but for me, it's way more important to have something that's trusted, uh, something that people yeah. you know, use commonly. Uh, and almost in some sense, what would be success is if it is, you know, people come here to get user information. But yeah, I think you know there's work you, to be You done. might be right. I, I think it's better than to err on the side of being loved too much and not being remembered for a moment than uh, being overly aggressive with stickiness. If I had to suggest one thing maybe to create that stickiness, it would be yeah. nice if I could heart a few people. Like yeah. I keep forgetting Dar- Darmesh always uses the exact same name on Twitter. And I think every other yeah. network, I-, I keep forgetting for some reason to where he is, what his name is on the account. And so I, I start looking him up. So maybe like a little star where I could save it if it's connected to my account, but you know, th- that's yeah. little things. Let's talk about the bigger thing, which is the future. What yeah. could a service like Prosper Clout offer? And the reason I'm asking is, if we just do a little bit of daydreaming here together of where the future could hold, I could see the possibility for, for bit clout and also, frankly, for networks like it as they pop up, because I do think this is a new, a new way to have online commerce. Yeah, so I think, I think you said it very well, right? It's a complete new commerce. And one of the things I feel this commerce will need is, we touched on this a little bit, the whole cap table, right? Which is everyone who's holding a creator's coin. The thing I'm most excited about is figuring out a time series cap table risk, which basically means what is the likelihood that the coin price will decrease in one day, in two days, in three days, in four days, in five days, right? If you can predict that, right? And we will have data, we will have pattern. That is where I see Prosper Cloud playing a role. And if we are able to you know, execute on that well, it unlocks so many different financial services, right? So one example would be uh, borrowing against your own coin. Let's say you want to buy another creator's coin. Uh, you can transfer your coins, which could be collateral. And we would know what's the likelihood of your coin dropping 
and that's your interest rate for a short period of time and you borrow the borrow bitcloud from prosper cloud or any other service and you go buy coins uh, for some other creator that's interesting you're saying let's suppose that i have this idea i want to go big and say something like whoever i'm going to take some of my coin holders some of my followers and i'm going to give them a tesla i need mm. another $5000 in order to go buy this tesla I could borrow against the value of my coin. I get my $5,000. You get your interest. That could be one thing. Interesting. Exactly. Okay. What else? So that's one. Uh, the other thing is we talked about 90% of BitCloud sitting in wallets and not invested. Mm -hmm. The primary reason is, I think there are two issues here. Number one, you don't know who to whose coin you're going to buy. You don't know if that person is a real David Beckham to begin with, unless you know the, the BitCloud dev team has put a blue check mark, verified yep. the account, but those are probably 2,000 such accounts uh, across you know, 300,000 accounts. So, so you don't know who that real person is. Number two, uh, you don't have any data around you know, what will happen to that uh, coin going forward uh, and how the coin will change based on other coin holders, because not only does your coin price change with your creator's actions, but all the 10, 20, 30, 50 people who are holding the coin. Another service that can be created is around insurance. It's a risk. People are unaware or are, are, the way we manage risk in real life is buying insurance. You want to manage your home risk, you buy insurance for that. You want to manage auto risk, you buy insurance for that. So there could be a cap table insurance where a portion of your founder reward goes to pay the premium on your insurance. If some coin holder sells a bunch of their coins, you hit a threshold, the insurance kicks in, they buy your coins based on the premium you've paid all these months and days and years, buys those coins and distributes them across your cap table again. They won't hold, make, make the whole, uh, like give back enough to complete the whole, but it would be something, right? And I feel that could be a service that might be attractive, right? If you're, a, if you're a coin holder, you might be willing to pay another 2 or 3% in founder reward because now you're protecting your downside. You're not only going for the upside, but you with 2% can protect your downside as well. Founder reward is a percentage that I get every time somebody buys my coin. You're saying I could give a percentage of that to you or maybe to a third party. And if if Andy Arts suddenly decides, I hate Andrew, I'm going to sell his coin, then you automatically kick in and prop up the price for everyone else. So exactly. that investing in me is not that big of a risk. And I could understand why as a creator, that would be important because I want people to invest in me to get access to, let's say if we create a community on discord and they need access and they need to buy my coin to do it. If they want to, um, uh, to get access to some of the content that we create. I think there, there are better examples of what's to come, but let's say it's just that. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. I want them to be able to put in, say, $100 to get access to my community, invest in the coin, hold the coin, do well. I get my founder reward of 10, maybe 20% of that. But I don't want them to go to zero for that. I don't, I want exactly. them to feel like they're getting a service, they're getting an upside, they're not going to get, you know, thrown on the ground and lose all their money. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What else? And, and you, you told me something about underwriting, possibly. How would which that is work? Insurance, which is insurance, right? Okay. Which is truly the whole insurance play around, you know, you can underwrite cap tables, right? You can also underwrite wallets. You oh. are Andy Arts or you are Dharmesh. I think Dharmesh has $2 million of his own money invested or something. Because 
in his in his wallet, he has two point one million dollars, according to your site. Yeah. So so. Oh wait, exactly. wait. Actually, hold on. His own create. Well, his own creator coin. He has two million dollars of his own creator coin. I'm exactly. looking at insight from Pros- uh, from Prosper Cloud. His own creator coin. He has two million dollars. Other yeah. creator coins. He has one hundred and five thousand dollars. And what does it mean where it says received coin holdings? Yeah, so the received coin holdings are diamonds, right? Uh, it could be a couple of things. People have actually gifted their own coin to ah, okay. Dharmesh. Just you. And there are two ways gift- to do it. I take it. I take my own coin. I give it to him. He has it. Or if I hit the diamond button under one of his posts, he gets some of my coin. Now he's a holder of my account. Got it. Okay. So that's what that is. Yeah. So you're saying now he has something that's worth money, two point one million dollars. Why would he want insurance on that? Yeah. So. So that's not his wallet, in fact, right? That's his own investment. But let's say his wallet is $2 million, uh, and his wallet could include 20 different investments, 30 different investments. One investment could be Prosper Cloud. If tomorrow Prosper Cloud rug pulls, Prosper Cloud you know, holdings fall tremendously, he can get insurance on that. Ah, uh, so he is in, he's getting insurance on the value of all these investments that he's made on BitCloud. Got it. Exactly. And if it goes down, then you cover him. That helps. I thought what you were talking about is what if he doesn't remember his password to even log into his account? That passphrase is a, is a bear. <laughs> it is. See, yeah, that's uh, that's a challenge. It's a big, big challenge. Yeah. The big one for me is you can't change it. And so when I started dabbling in this new thing, I don't know how careful I was. Did I save it properly? Did I not? Yeah. Um, actually you said that I came in 10 days after this whole thing started. I actually came in sooner and then yes, I lost my possibly. passphrase. Yeah. 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 Same. It happened to care. me as well. Yeah. Yeah. But so I didn't have any people... money in it. Just to be clear, I didn't have any money in it at the time. So I didn't lose anything. I was just dabbling in this random thing and didn't yeah. think to save the password. So a lot of people, what they're doing is they're creating two accounts. One of their account is because it's been verified. It's, it's an old account. People know them by that account. So they will trade on that account. And once they hold a coin, they actually transfer it out to their wallet account. Mm. So for example, Arts, A-R-T-Z, Andy Arts, his wallet is called Z-T-R-A. Uh, almost anything he's buying right now, he buys it from Arts. And then a few minutes later, he moves it to Z-T-R-A. Because ZTRA seed phrase, he's probably keeping it under lock and key. He's uh, not using that to, lo- to log in anywhere. So that's a safe wallet, right? That makes sense. I've thought of that. You know what the other thing is? I've thought about having two different accounts, one for investing, one for creating. And the investing one would be private. I happen to know a few people who have private accounts. Yeah. And I understand why. Yeah. One of the bears of having all this information public is people could get really angry. Imagine if mm. I invest in someone and then I decide I don't like the person that much. Not that they're terrible. I just don't like them or I don't believe sure. that they're going to be on the platform. I don't believe where they're going. <clears throat> now, when I sell their coin, they know I sold it. There could be hard feelings. There could be anger. They've lost real money. They could be physical violence that I worry about with that. I, I would. So, I mean, I would yeah. be worried about it. And so yeah. um, I could understand why there are people who are trading under secret accounts. Yeah. yeah. So he, that's a very, very good point, right? So I think so far, the power dynamics, I believe, has been more on the investor side. Investors, you know, uh, are able to negotiate founder reward. Investors are able to have anonymous accounts and trade. And there are good reasons for it. Mm-hmm. There are absolutely good reasons for it. Uh, one of the things that I think more people will start to do uh, is think of value prop and how they give a discount on their coin through founder reward. So for example, in my case, my founder reward stays as 20% consistent. You want to come buy, get a, you know, 
however if i know you well you you know promise to hold my coin not it's like a loose promise right you yeah yeah for for some time and if there's a certain value i'm willing to give you a found reward discount you won't get that on an anonymous account because anonymous account you kind uh, of don't have your own you know yeah. brand associated with it because as andrew wanna you have a brand the decisions you make you'll put that lens on it right so i think there would be a service where you know people will get founder reward discounts based on their previous history previous pattern because investors have rug pulled investors have pulled law, large investments i don't want to give a founder reward discount to someone who holds my coin for 2 days and then just you know sells all of it and you know creates a panic right i could see that i think that though would work under anonymous accounts too because you can still see how long the anonymous sure. account is held but your point holds your point is your point is a good one I didn't realize people were negotiating founder rewards. So what I could do oh. is I could message. How are they doing it? Are they messaging people and saying, "I'll give you a discount"? Yeah, literally, right? Uh, either on BitCloud or off BitCloud, Telegram, Discord. People say, "I'm going to buy a thousand bucks. Your founder reward is ten percent. Mind lowering it to five percent." Happens all the time. And they lower it just a few minutes before the purchase, and then so I should be doing that if I want to do yeah. a significant investment in someone. I should just go in. And here's the interesting thing. This is where Prosper Cloud helps. Didn't I see? that you have a chart showing people's yeah. founder reward changes. So if I see yeah. before investing, this is a killer for investors. If I see before investing a significant amount of money in somebody that they drop their founder reward and yeah. increase it, drop it and increase yeah. it, what they're doing is they're doing one-on-one -on -one deals and I should be yeah. asking for the exact same deal. Exactly. That's exactly right. Ooh, so that's a if good you go one. To Prosper Cloud, if you go to Prosper Cloud, I've done that actually. So BitCreator Capital, so my founder reward has been 20% and I'll use my own account. Bit Creator Capital is run by Nigel Eckles. Uh, he has Flick App. Uh, very well, like I know him really, really well. He's been very helpful on platform and off platform. Mm -hmm. They invested before, and they came in at twenty percent. This time he came in. Uh, he messaged me that it's going to be a much more significant investment. They'll hold long term, and I'm willing to lower my founder reward. So if you literally go down, there is on on uh, June eighteenth, my founder reward was ten percent <laughs> for a brief moment because Bit Creator Capital. bought $25,000 worth of my coins. What what is Big Creator Capital? I'm noticing now more and more people are creating these very <laughs> institutional sounding names for accounts. What are they doing? What's Big Creator Capital specifically? Yeah, so Big Creator Capital it's it's an institutional account, right? They are doing diligence, but the diligence is way more involved, right? Like I went through three rounds of chats with these guys, right? Uh, you know, uh face to face chat on zoom uh i met nigel in person but we went back nigel used to work at mckinsey i worked at mckinsey so we had a little bit of a common thing there but irrespective of that they've invested in other accounts and that's a funny thing bit creator capital is almost a signal because these guys are doing yeah. you know significant diligence so there are accounts who see these guys invest and then they might follow these accounts after that can i get alerts if a few people invest maybe alerts if they invest a certain amount like i feel like andy arts does not huge research on people he'll just invest in them sure. to support the platform but yes. if he's putting a lot of money in someone he knows that he's signaling to the community that this yeah. is an important person or someone he trusts and i yeah. think he has a huge in investment not just financial but personal um yeah. social capital invested in bitcloud yeah. he doesn't want people who could potentially ruin it and then hurt his reputation so i would yeah. want to know When did he invest more than ten thousand in someone? Can I get yeah. an alert on that? There, we're talking about now ways for you to add an email component. Give me an alert <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah, that's a great idea, right? So, and there are other things, right? 
there are actually accounts who invest in cohorts and i've seen that data uh, it's just not here right now but i've looked at that like data like raw data what do you mean they invest in, in cohorts three or four different usernames who will buy uh, a creator's coin around the same time okay so they're all An working together is, example is hubspot and dharmesh buys together very frequently because probably yeah. Dharmesh is using HubSpot account. So the first time Dharmesh bought Prosper Cloud, he bought with HubSpot first. And then a minute later, he bought his own account. Uh, and I saw a HubSpot pop up and literally a minute later was Dharmesh. So that's Got one it. example, which is very public, but there are other non-public examples as well. We're working together. Working I, together. That's and so right. when you're talking about bit creator capital, it's either mm -hmm. Nigel personally taking a bunch of his cash or him and a few people who he knows putting a bunch of their cash into this one BitCloud account. And then That's they're right. doing due diligence, talking to you, seeing where you're going, yeah. almost like a like an angel investor would, not a venture capitalist, right? Yeah. And for you, what's the payoff for having them raise the value of your coin? You only own like a tiny bit of it. So where's the upside <laughs> for you? It's not like you're getting, well, I guess you're getting 20% of it, but yeah, or less. Exactly. But what else? So I would say three things probably, right? Uh, number one, it's the founder reward, right? Like everyone, 10%, 20%, whatever your founder reward is, you get the founder reward. Then there are certain uh, coin holders that look great on your cap table, right? So having bit creator capital on my cap table is a very positive signal because these guys have like, they've gone through hoops and done research. So, so that means I'm a legit account. So for me as a user, I would feel a little bit more comfortable working with you because they, they vouch for you. All right, what else? And then the third thing is truly, right? Like it gives a little bit of a coin stability. Right now, the way BitCloud is set up, and again, it can be debated if it's the right way or not. If your coin price is higher, you, anytime you comment on any post, your comments will be, you know, showed up before it's basically sorted by your coin price. Got it. So, so you're it saying increases what, your visibility on the platform. Increases your visibility and your trust on the platform. If you're trying to get new customers, even if you're not making money directly from people investing, though you are, um, you're still, you're right. You show up higher on, on a lot of things. Even yeah. when they on bitcloud.com show the top apps on the platform, exactly. you show up higher if your coin value is higher. Yeah. On BitHunt, the news uh, app discovery site, yeah. you show up higher. Got it. Okay. So that's another value for you. All right. Do you think at some point you're going to give rewards to people who own your coin? And if they own more of your coin, they'll get a higher reward or what do you think? So we've been playing with this, right? And I think that's a problem we all have on BitCloud. So there are two ways to increase your coin price. Most of the people are using founder reward to do that. They'll drop the founder reward to 2%, 3%, almost, you know, give away the cost. Like it's making it free. The cost of business is free at that point. I somewhat feel that's an easy way. It's just changing one number on your profile and quickly your coin is more attractive. I think people need to work on creating a value proposition. And that's true for Prosper Cloud. That's true for my own coin, coin as well. Right now, literally the only reason to buy my coin is a speculative reason, right? It's, you see historically it's going up and on the right and you feel good, uh, but there needs to be a reason. And a few models that I've been playing with, uh, one of the models is if we actually end up creating something like a, you know, going and uh, borrowing against your coins from Prosper Cloud, your interest rates can have a, can, can, your interest rate can be dependent on how many Prosper Cloud coins do you hold, right? So you get a better mortgage rate in some sense, right? If you're part of a community bank, you get a better interest rate if you've been a Prosper Cloud coin holder for a certain amount of duration. That makes sense.
All right, let me ask so you that's something. One. That's yeah, that's one I, model. I could see I could see how this helps. Let me take away from from you for a moment and ask you, as mm. someone who studied this data, what do you think about how Raj Lah- Lahadi? He said, if you give him a diamond, he'll give you two. For every diamond, if you give him two, he'll give you three. Diamonds are the equivalent of him giving a fraction of his creator coin to a person. He's actually giving his coin away. The so coin he that holds, he owns. The coin he owns, exactly. So it so comes out he, of his own personal holding. Exactly, exactly. So if I it's give a diamond, a new- it takes money out of my holdings of my account. If I have, If you own none of your creator coin, you can't give any diamonds away? No. No. Oh, so he's giving a portion, it. a small portion of his own coin away to people uh, for giving diamonds. But there's a leaderboard, right? Top diamonded person, that's Raj Lahoti, right? Yeah. I somehow happened to be on a leaderboard of top gainers yesterday. And literally, I've had, you know, number of small investments and my account has been like way more active in the last 24 hours. I can only imagine because of his own diamond gifting thing he has a lot more activity on his account on a daily basis. He's just, and his followers, right? His follower account increases. So I think it's a longer term thing uh, than, you know, very short term financial. He's almost investing in some sense to, to create that followership. I see it. Anything interesting you're seeing that people are doing on the platform? The biggest thing I see is people struggling with figuring out how to create value on the platform, right? Now. Raj Lahoti is, is now starting to do that. He's, yes, yeah. he's playing a lot of these games, but he also now I noticed that on his profile page says, if you own a certain number of his coin, you get access yeah. to a mastermind. A little bit less, yeah. you get access to something else. A little bit less, and you get access to a clubhouse yeah. type environment where you get to talk to him. And I, frankly, I bought uh, some of his coins just so I could go into one of those yeah. voice chats with him just to see what he's doing there. And I do think that's the future of this platform. Yeah. All right. So Leo, thanks so much for doing this with me. And everyone, if you are on BitCloud, come say hi to me. If you're not on BitCloud, come on Twitter, on anywhere, just say hi. Let me know what you think about what's going on in this place. I, I really want to start brainstorming and finding more entry points for myself and for other creators onto this platform. Thanks. Bye, everyone.